Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable show. We do this live. You can watch it on the WP Tonic YouTube channel and Facebook page. We do this every Friday at around 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. I've um, got a great panel. I've got some great stories. Um, let, I'm going to let the panel quickly introduce themselves and we'll be into the first story. So, Spencer, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Sure. Spence from WP Launchify or launchflows.com. And I was being rude now. Should let the ladies introduce themselves first? So, I apologize, ladies. Um, Heather, would you like to introduce yourself? Heather Renzi, Digital Solutions Lead at The Difference. And I've got my friend Sally. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? <clears throat> sure. I'm uh, Sally Getch, WP fangirl and organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup. And I've got the Andrew Palmer. Would you like to introduce yourself, Andrew? Yeah, it's Andrew Palmer, and I recently joined gridpain.com, which is exciting news. So that's who I'll be representing from here on in. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, um, so let's go straight into our first story, if I can find it yet. Um, the price of our mission, WordPress users that get hold creators accountable. So what did you think of this one, Spencer? Well, what I think... It's, it's not- it, it follows through from a previous story last week, doesn't it? Yeah, from the WP user avatar where they, they had a really successful, simple, free plugin in the... Developers decided to take an entirely new plugin <laughs> that had a premium upsell and jam it inside of there like a turducken without telling anybody. But the real mistake was when the audience, the the free users, responded that they were very displeased to wake up in the morning and find, you know, people living in their living room that they didn't know before. The the plugin author decided to go guns a blazing in their face to argue why that's okay. And I think that's what got them into trouble. So I think that it's tough to know. Actually, I got to read this a second time. It's tough to know whether Justin's taking a stand here, but the the debate seems to be about whether or not there is a sense of entitlement uh, because you're putting some plug-in out there. Um, And the argument against that is that, well, you live and die by the sword of your customers. Well, the thing I talked about last time I would say here is true. These aren't customers in the repository. They are freeloaders, nice people, but freeloaders. And there is that YouTube video that I refer to, the hot and crazy one. Well, there's the free and crazy chart where the less people pay, the crazier they are. So if it had been a real premium plugin and you did this, I would think that the response might have been a little more tame. But because they were free people, they believe and think that the developer owes them everything under the sun, probably to make them breakfast, too. Uh, so. I, I can, with a lot of things you say, I can understand, I think there's a little element of truth in what you say. It's, there are There is a minority that are got a very aggressive freeloader attitude. I think a lot of the other people are just naive. They have no experience. No, they, they absolutely know nothing, and they... They, you know, it's like somebody 
who's bought some Premier plug plugins and then needs some critical functionality, and you say you give them a price for custom coding, and it just goes quiet on the Zoom call because they, they, you know, they have no idea what custom coding costs or they've got no previous experience. It's a bit like having a um, cheap Japanese <laughs> car and then you buy a Mercedes or a Porsche and then you you have it go into the garage and instead of getting your $200 bill, you get $2,000 bill and you just, you have absolutely, you, you, your jaw just kind of drops on the floor. Um, but that's what you, that's what you get. Charged. What do you reckon, Andrew, ever... Have I got a point, or am I just waffling on? You're waffling. You're waffling. You're going oh, on like right. a dripping tap. It's like a Chinese oh. torture. Well, no, this is just a lot like on Amazon, like how people, like those Chinese reviewers, like will get a whole bunch of reviews on one thing and then replace the item with something else. So, like, you'll see, uh, like, a brand new item with reviews that are five years old right. and, like, about a completely different thing. A different so, product. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, the thing is that the point of the article is that, yes, there's a lot of people on Team Free Shit, but that is not what the objection was about. The objection was not, you're giving me something for free and I'm complaining because you will not, um, you know, give in to every feature request, uh, answer support instantaneously or or any of the things that you know people are not paying for uh, uh, the complaint is hey i installed one plugin to do one thing and this guy over here who had a different less successful plugin that he wanted to monetize bought it replaced it overnight with no warning to anybody uh, and suddenly it was full of upsells i mean <clears throat> you know it's not like they installed the plugin and it said uh, on it, you know, and most of the free plugins that have premium versions do say on them, uh, you know, they have upsells even within the description. You can get our pro plugin for these additional features and you know that you're, you know, installing something that's going to try to get you to pay for an additional thing. So, you know, it is basically somebody's camping in your you wake up and somebody is camping in your in your living room. I think if they'd even, you know, put out some kind of announcement saying, hey, we have new owners, we're doing this, and people could could have a, a, a little warning to decide whether they wanted to uh, to stay or not. Because, you know, you can say, oh, they're just freeloaders, except without the hundred thousand free installs or whatever uh a lot of people uh don't necessarily get to the version that they can sell or the other product that they can sell or the you know the established trust uh so yeah. <clears throat> you know if you do a favor for a friend and and you are uh, you know, or you tell them you're doing them a favor and you instead stab them in the back. You, you, you can't expect that person to be happy about it, whether or not you paid them any money. I, mean, no, I think, I, I, I think Sally, Sally's completely correct. And they're not, they're not, yes, they're off to call people who use WP.org plugins for, or take, take uh, plugins from repository freeloaders is kind of correct, but kind of rude, you know, because it, it's used for, and by developers 
and customers to test out plugin functionality. There's a lot of premium freemium plugins on there, for instance. Otherwise, I mean it only in terms of their attitude, not in terms of like the code. I mean, give you an example. Somebody who takes free plugins, they're entitled to say, hey, this doesn't work. And they're entitled to say, hey, this isn't what I got into. What sure. I'm saying is the, the range of response that this guy got himself into is specifically because it was a free plugin. In other words, he did something wrong. I would be just as pissed if I woke up one morning and Gravity Forms did that without. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm saying, like, if you took a civilized paying $100, $200 a year plugin buyer against a free repository person, I'm saying those two people will have very different responses. And I would say, on average, the buyer would be like, excuse me. This isn't what I paid for. Can you please correct it? The free person's like, hey, man, what the hell are you doing here? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then to go at the free person is like business suicide because they it, have it nothing is. to lose. No, I got it. I got it. But the point is, is that is that he did wrong, right? Let's let's just all agree that he did wrong because he could have pre-announced it. We're, we're going to put in new features. We're going to add this to it. We're going to have a premium, whatever. Yeah, but, but, well, the, well, but, what's your, but what's your response to this second article where they seem to be suggesting that the people, because it was free, they had no right to complain? Not at all. They, did, they had absolutely every right to complain. Yeah, I that's well. yes, and that's that not what job. this particular article suggests. Yeah. This yeah, particular no, but is it, actually defending the people who complained and, oh, make, right. and getting specific about why they were upset. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. Every right to complain because they they had something on there in within their WordPress website. So I mean, who's now to stop anybody uploading something to WP Org and it, and it's malware? Doesn't that doesn't seem that there's any control there? Because <laughs> point, yeah, I mean, it stopped me. It's 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 making me double think about whether or not I want to buy a premium version straight off rather than just download yeah, something well. from WP Org because. It, that there is obviously no policing going on. If a guy can change his plugin completely and then yeah. update it, then whoa, what's going on at WP August? Well, you just you you. So what do you reckon? If I, I think this is the crux of it, isn't it? It's not. Is that it's the security issues in all this? It's it's rather concerning, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean. Imagine if if you've installed this and then your site is dependent on like this one feature of a plugin and then you log in and like <laughs> that plugin has completely changed and suddenly like I mean in this case it's not so different but like I mean you, they could do anything and like maybe your entire site like has like one type of I mean it it could be I'm <laughs> I'm just imagining in my head that like every uh, word the is replaced with an emoji of bananas, like, yeah. and it could be like you could write a plugin for anything that just changes. Yeah, I mean, it it exposes a particular hole in the system. They review stuff when it's first submitted, but after it's up there, the reviews of updates and changes are. Uh, you know, uh, and they, pretty much somebody has to notice something and complain about and it. And they allow people to take over other plugins too. So like, I mean, you, yeah. So you could have, um, I mean, I, I, I've had a Guy Fox, uh, like I've had more than one people attack my websites on Guy Fox day. So like, I mean, it's, it's been, I mean, I've been taken down for that. And I mean, it's easy enough to undo what they do, 
but but still like back in the day it's like oh, okay guy fox day you're gonna get attacked and, <laughs> and i mean but you could do that with a plug-in you would they wouldn't even have to like try and do a brute force attack or anything they could just be like oh you have this plugin installed Boop. <laughs> well basically it is what is hiding now on the sixty thousand plus plugins who's hiding there say you get a bad actor somebody completely pissed off with wordpress right you know, I've got a hundred or two hundred thousand downloads in a in a plugin. Wax a bit of code in there to turn your website into a Bitcoin mining machine. You know, there's nothing stopping anybody doing that, and that's where uh, the issue is. Andrew, talk to me after the show. <laughs> you just give me an idea. I'm already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the t- the takeaway from all this is still the same thing. We all agree on the bad behavior of the author, but that's the consequence. You you're in a very unusual marketplace where freemium is the norm, and the reaction to it is odd. So here's the lesson: don't go after people who complain that you've done something wrong when you clearly have, because it won't end well for you. And I think this particular developer is going to have a tough time using his real name in the future when he comes out with a product because his trust is going to be eroded and this will not go away from the history. Mm, I kind of, I kind of think he was playing a numbers game there that, you know, you've, I don't know how many downloads the avatar had. How many did it have? It was a lot of downloads. It, 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 uh, uh, and it was especially a lot more downloads than the profile press plugin, which had already existed separately. Sure. So I, I think he was playing a numbers game. I mean, depending on how many yeah, he was hoping he was hoping complained. he could cash in on all these. I, th- I think people. he has probably cashed in, Sally, to be honest. I, I think that there's some people out there have just gone, oh, well, I've still got WP Avatar, but I've also got this. And then, oh, maybe I need it, you know, so I'll pay the 10 bucks or the 20 bucks or the 30 bucks. So I think it's a numbers game. It'd be interesting to get him on the show and just find out how much money you made out of this little exercise. <laughs> I don't know if he's coming on any podcast anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> I don't think there's any chance. Um, right, before we go on to the other story, I want to talk about one of my major sponsors, that's Custos. If you're looking to get into podcasting yourself or for clients, we got a friend that's looking to get into podcasting. I think it's a great idea. Um, you need somewhere to host your audio files and produce RSS feed with a load of other tools that will help you get started in your journey into the area of podcasting. And that's what Costas provides. I moved to them about three months ago. I was using another provider. It was at about twice the price, a very clunky interface I think one of the most impressive things, apart from their support and pricing, is just the lovely interface you get. Really simplistic, but very easy to use. And a lot of the time, the two things don't always go together. Uh, um, But it is a really easy interface to use. And they're just great people to work with. So I suggest that you go over to Conv... Um, to Castos and have a look at what they've got to offer and try them out. So on we go on to story two. What I learnt by relearning HTML. What did you think of this one, Sally? Uh, 
Well, I think it's it's uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, I'm not sure that what the author learned uh, uh, is what uh, I learned from reading the article. Uh, but uh, it is worth doing. I mean, first of all, one thing that you should learn from going over HTML, if, if you haven't recently, is, wow, it's not 1994. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I was having my husband help help me with something, and he's like, uh, <clears throat> why doesn't blah, blah, blah have, you know, I'm like, um, it does, hon. Uh, it's like, we're, we're not in the same thing that, that we were. Uh, so uh, it seems like the author kind of came out of this with, oh, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff about HTML I didn't know and uh, uh, using, you know, appropriate tags for things and so on. And there's some stuff that's confusing and there's still a lot of stuff that you can't do with it. It seems like uh, it's really designed uh, mainly for something like uh, Wikipedia and we should just like JavaScript all the things. Uh, and I don't, uh, I don't tend to uh, agree with that opinion. Uh, I mean, it's true. You know, there's a limit to the things you can do with HTML, but it's also there's things for which you should use HTML. There's things for which you should use CSS. There's things for which you should use JavaScript. There's things for which you should use other uh, uh, other platforms. And uh, one of the reasons that you want to learn those different parts uh, of being a web developer is so that you're, uh, you know, basically not trying to eat your soup with a fork um, because you didn't know anything about how to, uh, you know, uh, about the existence of spoons. Mm. So what do you reckon, Andrew? What did you think of this? You're mooted, Andrew. Yes, I think it's a great idea to go back and relearn stuff. I do it all the time. It's like going back to read a, read an old book, or you know, especially if it's a factual. Book. Well, you, we get to your age, you have to relearn. You know, you have to because you forget. But uh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, it was my birthday on Wednesday, so there you go. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday so, so that means you have you have a birthday uh, almost the same day as WordPress itself. That's right. Yeah, isn't that a coincidence? Wow. Yeah, I think they're the day after, aren't they? Twenty seventh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you're you're eighteen. Yeah, as I was twenty. Sorry, you're eighteen as well. Yeah, I wish. Fourth time around the lap or something. I th- I'm, I, I've never hidden my age. I was sixty-one on. Oh, Wednesday. that's nasty. That's worse than you. me. I made it to sixty-one. Amazing. Um, well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, getting older is an achievement. Be, be, being young has a lot of uh, you know things one can enjoy about it, but uh, get, you know, getting older is an achievement. It means you have survived. Exactly right. But anyway, and I've survived, I've survived a few of these as well. But yeah, going back, learning stuff, I went, I, you know, I kind of tried to learn JavaScript about four years ago or learn, you know, the fundamentals of it because uh, Matt Mullenweg went out and told us that we needed to learn JavaScript for React and, you know, the way that React works and JS, JS and Vue, JS and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and I'd learned it ages ago and I, I went back into it. And now... I can when I when a developer shows me stuff because we're we're developing stuff in React now, and I get it. I can kind of get it. Just like when I went back and relearned PHP, I kind of get it. So I can I can spot the errors rather than write the code. So I you know and I or if you did that, maybe if you did this or just, just you know it's or it's the wrong syntax, I can understand it. But I'm not a programmer anymore. 
But going back, relearning how to, for instance, I used to be a chef. So there are things in life, in cooking, that has completely changed the way you cook things or the way you may prepare them or whatever. And I think relearning is a great thing to do. So congratulations to this person for going back and relearning his craft, really. I think it's a great idea. So what do you reckon, Heather? What did you get from this particular article? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's important to um, stay updated. Like whenever, like one of the things that I always do when I'm on vacation, and I know this is silly, is um, I, I pick a programming language to to relearn, and like that's that's my fun time on on downtime. <laughs> and, well, and I just I just think you're going on the wrong vacation spot. No, 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 no. Because I mean, like, like I, I mean, if you if you have any kind of vacation at all, you're ahead of me. So, well, no, I mean, so so like, I mean, I'll do like a tech free week a year. Um, but like when I'm I'm just like sitting on a beach, like it's boring to me. Like to just sit mm. on the beach, I'll be like, I'll go crazy. Yeah. So so like, I mean, I'll I'll like read a book on Swift or or something like that, and then like. Because, like, as a CTO, I need to know, like, what is out there so I can understand the possibilities. Um, and, and like, I was so excited when, like, I could finally center, div, like, divs on CSS. Like, I'm like, yes, we can do it now. <laughs> yes. Center, um, centering with Flexbox. That was such a big one. Yeah. I mean, but, I, but like, before that, I was, like, I mean, I would just be telling my clients, uh -huh. no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. And now I can be like, yeah, we can do that. So, I, I mean, think, that's, that's why it's important. And I think it's really useful to learn a bit, especially when you're working with Gutenberg, because you could have gone in and centered your free images, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're losing me, Heather. You know, when you went in last time, you went into Gutenberg and you couldn't center your images. That's where you need to up up your HTML skills. Um, that went down like a bucket of sick, didn't it, listeners and viewers? Heaven had absolutely no idea what I was, what I was talking about. Um, Spencer, what did you think about this article? I mean, I like the premise of the article because even in the days where we have everything drag and drop, um, it's really empowering to know the big three, right? So HTML, CSS, and I'll call it JavaScript, but jQuery and JavaScript. If you understand the basics of those three, if you can even speak them slightly fluently, which is very easy to pick up, uh, you may not need to code anything from scratch, but when you're using a page builder or using Gutenberg or using something else, you can easily use the console in, or you know the inspector tool to figure out why certain things are acting uh, unexpectedly which is a huge, huge advantage for anybody. You know, it's like understanding in a car when you lift up the hood that this is the, you know, the carburetor, this is the fuel injector, this is the battery. It doesn't mean you're going to fix it, but it means you understand more about what's going on, especially when it's not working properly. Um, I will say, though, that given that, you know, the first decade of being in WordPress, I taught people how to code from scratch with this. I wouldn't recommend anybody spend a great amount of time becoming fluent enough to go from scratch in it. That, to me, is a waste of energy. But speaking the language, hugely beneficial. Oh, great. So on to story three. I like this one. Uh, looking to leave WordPress behind. You're not alone. This comes from the all knowledgeable about WordPress search engine land by a writer, Pamela Bar Parker. Uh, um, Peter's sister. 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there, there we go. So, Heather, what did you think of this one? Uh, the one mm. about leaving WordPress behind? Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think it's that people are always going to <laughs> ha- want options uh, about leaving WordPress. Like, at some point, uh, people grow up and, and want to go to someone else. I thought it was interesting uh, <laughs> to see what people are going to. Um, I have never heard of Typo3 before. Um, and I think it's funny that there's still people that are using Joomla and um, Magento. Um, and, uh, explain but- yourself. I need you to explain yourself. Why is it funny about why, that people still use Joomla and Magento? Uh, well, because they're terrible. And, <laughs> uh, Tell us how you really feel, Heather. Yeah, no. Um, like, and, and I spend a lot of time trying to get people off of Squarespace because uh, it's just, yeah. But I mean, it, they're, they're good. Like, it's, it seems like all of these things that are listed in the article are entry level stuff, except for like Joomla and Magento and things like that. Those, those are the ones that people generally graduate up to um drupal all of that but they're older school and wordpress is just so much easier to use so yeah yeah well i think um i'm gonna put it over to spencer but i think it's also linked to the to this headless um movement around using apis and especially the corporate crowd that are into react or one of the JavaScript front-end libraries, they're really pushing... Well, well, face it, a lot of the corporate crowd is is into things like, you know, Adobe Experience Manager, uh, which uh, costs millions of dollars a year and is apparently a complete nightmare to use. Uh, And that universe has always wanted... Uh, something that's a little more like a digital asset management tool, yeah. a thing where that's truly a central place to manage your content and put it in a, in a lot of different areas. Yeah, I agree with you. So, Spencer, do you think he, I think I might be right here, but you know, you can put me wrong. It's just that I think you have this group that you know work for a large company and they're in the latest JavaScript library, and then you got the, the freelance independent contractor that's really in a kind of in a kind of different world am, am i is anything about that that's correct i don't think that's the point of this i don't know what the point is but i want so that i avoid this sounding like an ad hominem attack against the author let's pretend we don't know who the author is okay <laughs> the facts of this article don't align with the premise of the title at all if you actually look at the chart wordpress is growing and has a 64% market share. The next tool has 8% at best. No, sorry, down to 5.4%. So like the premise of the article is people are flocking to leave when the opposite is true. And it has nothing to do with headless or footless or shoeless or anything. It just has to do with the article is just stating a premise that is Uh, wrong. I had been hoping for some, I'd been hoping for something more interesting when I saw the article because there are specific use cases, which the author does mention where you want a different type of content management system. And that is mostly at the, uh, corporate end of things, which of course is a teensy, teensy percentage of total websites. 
but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's not as if these statistics show a mass migration away from WordPress. There's not you know, yeah, well, the opposite. Yeah, uh, uh, the opposite. I've got to be, be honest, that's why I did mention the oh, okay. that. Uh, um, like, so I, I do think it was one of the worst shitty articles that I've read. It's, it's like an article time. that says 64% <laughs> of people are drinking coffee over other beverages and people are flocking to leave coffee. And then you see a chart where the line is like in space and everything else is on the ground. You're like, what, what's wrong with the author here? I mean, what are they talking about? Well, One thing I will say, if I can get a word in yeah, there, yeah. is that the, we, we, have you not had a good week this week? Oh, I love you. I've just, I've just finished a round of golf. All right, there we go. My golf club has just closed, though. My golf club has been bought by some gazillionaires, and they're oh, closing. Well, oh, Trump! Is it been bought by Trump? Is it? No, no. Uh, <laughs> right. been bought, but been bought by uh, some billionaires called the Ambani's, who own the Reliance. Oh, they're they're worse than Trump, aren't they? Twenty six five twenty six point five billion dollars in the bank. So you know, the eighty million that they contributed to a Stoke Park sale was. Uh, a, a drop in the ocean. So they've cl- they're closing it on the 18th of October for two years, and everybody's having like palpitations. So I went, oh. I joined another club. That's, I, no, you, I can, that's why you're not happy, isn't it? I'm happy. No, I'm happy. I, I don't care I, as long as I can play golf somewhere. <laughs> uh, but no, what I'm saying is, is that, is that the, the article is clickbait, right? Obviously, the article title is clickbait. The, the headline but, is total clickbait. Yeah, the, the, it's total clickbait. But the the simple fact of the matter is and and I know this because I coach people to how to build websites and what to what what you know freelancers and how to make their business more more profitable uh, with recurring income and I always say to these guys if they're having trouble with WooCommerce because a lot of people do and I know that you guys love it and whatever but if it's a simple that e-commerce, doesn't mean it's never a pain in the ass exactly so for simple e-commerce we are transferring one out of three WooCommerce customers we, we over the last two years, one out, so a third of all customers that ask for WooCommerce. Well, you're moving them to Wix. We, we persuade them to go to Shopify. <laughs> oh, With fantastic even, success, phenomenal success. Even honestly. worse, listeners and viewers, uh, uh, I don't know what to say to you, Andrew. Can you be forgiven? Uh, Rob, I don't know. There we go. Phenomenal success. It's all about the customers. You got to care about the customer. I don't care about the well, CMS. Well, right. It's it, it, again. I it care goes about the back customer. to uh, you know the tool that they need. There was some article I read recently that was something along the line of like even better than solving people's problems is eliminating them, and that you know somebody may think they need X, Y, Z, or some custom thing, and actually if you use some of the existing things uh they'll work or you know it's like people have people are imagining a need for something when they haven't determined that they truly have a need for that and so you know that's absolutely true that there are a lot of cases where wordpress is not the best tool but yeah this is not like there's very little substance to the article uh and indeed uh the uh, you know, the statistics are run opposite to what the headline claims and the rest of what it says about, you know, certain corporate and, and other needs is like, this is not news. Everybody knows it, like especially WordPress users know it because, you know, it's like your family. No, nobody knows your flaws better than the people closest to you. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. Or my panel about me. There we go. Let's go for our break and then Grumpy Andrew can... 
Come some more. <laughs> and we'll be, uh, we'll be back. We'll be, we'll be back in a few moments. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. A very good session. And shock horror, Ange has lost his golfing club to some speculator developer. Jesus, there you go. Uh, Rob, I think I'll be pissed off as well. Uh, um, so on to, on, to channel, on to story four, Joomla block, blocks, flock, FLOC by default. Drupal moves. Everybody moves against this. Um, blah, blah, blah. What do you it's reckon, a pity John isn't. It's a pity John isn't here to, to discuss this. But yeah, he was. We had to drop it out at the last minute. He had a, a yes, gym. well, I mean, I think we uh, we discussed this. We discussed Flock some number of weeks ago on the show. Can you quickly the, explain what Flock is? No, because I, I don't flip and understand it. But it's basically... I can. I'm going to read it, though. I can read it. So Flock is part of the Privacy Sandbox Initiative, a family of privacy-enhancing technologies developed by Google, aiming to move the ad-serving process to the browser. This way, advertisers can target groups of people with similar interests without accessing any... Oh, that made, that made it so it's clear. Ba- yes, it's basically Google saying, oh, so you won't let us track you uh, the way we used to track you. This is our new way to track you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a suggestion in uh, the WordPress community about did we want to simply... Uh, you know, uh, block this by default in WordPress. Black, and I black. think the conclusion was pretty much, look, um, we may dislike this, but it's not really our decision as as the maker of a CMS because there mm-hmm. are people who use this and advertising is a large part of uh, how they make their income. And, and, you know, I mean, lots there are lots of us on the side of don't want to see any damn ads. And there are a lot of other people on the you know, ads on my website are, are where my money comes from side uh, or people whose clients are, are in that position. Uh, so I think it's interesting that 
Joomla has decided to do this and Drupal is considering it, though I note that Dree said, you know, if we do it, there has to be some way to turn it off. Um, so <clears throat> it's, uh, uh, it, it is a fairly clear uh, message oh, that people are not so keen on this move from Google. No, it's, it's interesting, really. So, um, however, nothing, you know, it's strange for me to say this on a show mostly about an open source project, but nothing is free. So um, if you want all this functionality, you, you know, I suppose you've got to buy into surveillance capitalism, haven't you, really? Uh, um, unless, unless you're going to pay for all this stuff, aren't you? Well, I mean, we are paying for it no matter what. And yeah. and that that is the thing. I mean, that's what you're just saying. Nothing is free. But, I mean, this also gives you an easier way to opt out. Um, and just like what Apple just did with the, the iPhone, like you were always opted in by default. And and now, like with Flock, that, that's the thing. Like you're, you're being allowed to opt out um, by default. And um, it actually makes me a little bit sad that, that people aren't allowing this to, to happen. Um, because before, um, I mean, the way that websites currently work, um, everyone's opting. Uh, yeah. So. yeah. So what do you reckon Spencer? First of all, I'm surprised that Drupal and Joomla still exist. I just saw a graph that showed that they had less than 5% of market share. And how is anybody still wasting any time on it? Now, I do remember when WordPress first came out, the Joomla was particularly sexy and exciting. But then one realized that you had to recompile the entire site every time you made a change yeah. to a blog post. And that took all the wind out of that sale. Uh, but Drupal was the favorite of all my heavyweight pals in Silicon Valley. Oh, I was, I was into expression. Bloody silicon, silicon, but like they all because they can silicon do their modules. Silicon Valley is Los I, I'm doing it facetiously, right? Exactly. It's, yeah, he does it deliberately. I do it on purpose. I'm doing like a George Bush thing. But in any event, the developers from the Google and the Apple crowd loved Drupal because it got them a, a free ride into a heavy, heavy payday when they would build these custom module, you know, modules, and then nobody could ever do anything with their stuff. So it was like the people with those tape-based uh, IBM computers in the old days, you know, still right. writing on a green yeah. screen. But uh, other than that, the flock thing is a red herring, and we've talked about it before. I don't think it will hold water on WordPress or otherwise because it is just, as Heather indicated, so uh, upside down in terms of, like, where the mindset of the public is today that I think eventually, just like other things, it will it will get into the common conversation that, like, Really? You're blo you're putting me in a group of people and tracking everything I do because of that. I mean, that's that's pretty heavy handed. Listen, we have people that are sending people twelve thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars in a FedEx box because scammers are ringing them from India, selling them their Amazon. Uh, there's 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 people who are using who flock fall for, who fall for calls that claim to be from the IRS and want you to pay them an iTunes card. So we are this, this is what we get confused about in our little community, in our little bubble that we're in. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Let me just say that again. Nobody cares except us about this. Nobody cares about, about this, except people that are against Google or Facebook for their advertising for making so much money out of, 
us poor people that they're regimented. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. Sorry about this. I disagree being that you're on the other side of the ocean. Explain to me how you rationalize that the politicians will not care because on your side of the ocean, you have to suffer with GDPR and you have to suffer with the cookie checkbox and you have to suffer with all these other bullshit things that, believe it or not, here in America, the land of the free and the e-commerce marketing, we don't even have to do. I mean, just GDPR alone was rammed down the EU and I think Great Britain's throat in a way that now every website looks like some kind of lawyer's dream of like warning signs. That's how it's going to come down. Not because Tom, Dick, and Harry and Susie care about it, but because some politician is going to make this their platform for getting reelected and go, look what the evil ones are doing to you. No, I get that, Spence. But you're you're starting to get, you know, otherwise companies like Termageddon wouldn't exist. You know, there's many a privacy policy and, and whatever people out there. But, you know, they are monitoring every one of your American states that are bringing in new cookie policies, new GDPR type policies and everything. What people don't realize from a UK perspective, because it's all, you know, WordPress and everything is pretty much all America. It's all about America, uh, is that we had GDPR. We just called it a different thing. We, we built the GDPR, you know, us and Germany together put together GDPR. Germany had always a really serious, um, GDPR policy before it was called GDPR. And even now it's it's even more serious. And and I like it because the web developer or the website owner has to be identifiable within your privacy policy, actually as either an entity or an individual. Now yeah. that gets rid of the charlatans. I don't actually disagree with that. Now, I, think knows, a, I actually think that's an excellent idea. So do I. So do I. There are so many websites out there that you have no idea who owns them. As, no, 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 no objection to GDPR the, the in principle. It, it, it's a who owns well, it? Actually, the way actually, it's, it's done. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Sally, but I think um, Andrew's put up a good point there because I don't. Andrew's know if making you, a I, very good point. Like I don't know. I, do I, it. I don't know if you're the same panel, but when I'm looking at a new plugin or a new service, and I look, I go to the website. And I can't find anything about who's behind it, who's developed it, nothing. I tend to walk away. Because oh yeah, I want to know. I, 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 I want to know who I'm. Who I'm this doing is this is with. different in one big way, though. Here's why it's different. In GDPR, terms of service, even cookie law, it's the site owner that takes responsibility. And your point is actually true. I feel the same way. If a site doesn't look like Ling's cars, I feel much better. But this is not giving control to the owner to collect the data and dispose of the data or to present it in a certain way. This is giving it exclusively to Google privately. That's the big difference. And that's where I think that the politicians will grab a hold of it because we talked last week about Apple bending over and making love to China when they blocked the FBI and the CIA here in America. Everybody agrees that can't be good for consumers in China. If Google does flock and they collect the data privately about us, it'd be nice if we all could say, oh, we have a flock checkbox. But that's not what's happening here. It's a Google well, gets the data for Google. Let's make all WordPress. Let's build a plugin that says, you know, disable flock. Brilliant. You know, that's another one. I'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what will happen. I mean, you know, that's the free market works that way, right? I mean, exactly. it's just like it's just like with the uh, I didn't talk about it on this show, but like. I dropped it in last week that our, our good friends at Yoast 
apparently decided to put in a brand new dynamic footer, if you heard me over on Nathan's show, that shows up if you have Elementor. So they thought it was a brilliant idea to dynamically generate a site-wide admin footer to upsell one of their accessories. And that's the kind of behavior that we all see and say, no, that isn't the way it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to hijack my entire dashboard. In the same way, GDPR, terms of service, things that people have to do to comply with the law, at least they give the the site owner the option to do it or maybe face the consequences. Far different than it being imposed on you automatically or being done secretively by a third party who doesn't share the data with you. And I think that's a big you know, distinction here. So well, yeah, I mean, it's not the like Google was not collecting all this information before. They're doing it in a, in a more anonymized way. Right. So this mm. is this is sort of like, oh, you mean you didn't like us collecting every single one of your personal details and selling them for profit? Isn't it ironic well, that Google Analytics doesn't let you do that for yourself? Like, do no evil in Google <laughs> Analytics means you can't collect any data about who visits your own website, but Google knows everything about everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, it's such right. a delay. So, it's, it's, I just want to... I just want to... an effort I, to get around these yeah. new laws protecting people's privacy. Yeah, I, I, need, I, I need... I, I need to move on, but Spencer made a delicious point there. Uh, um, so on we go. On to uh, my next sponsor, um, Conversio. Our, um, Convisio. I'm going to make Conver- you say it properly. Convisio. Convisio. Right, thank well you. Well done. Cool. Thank you. Oh, my God, he's, he's, he's great. He really has got it in for me, listeners. And if you're you. a sponsor, well, you know, know, yes. give me 50 quid now. Right. If people are going to the wrong website, you know, that's not very good for your sponsor. No, it's, it's true. But uh, um, they do choose rather difficult names, don't they? But you are great. Um, um, basically, um, they're a WordPress hosting provider, but it's real performance listeners and views. If you've got a client or you've got a website that really is crucial and you're looking for real performance and you're not happy with your present hosting provider, I can recommend Conversio. Conversio. Uh, um, right. And um, yeah, they do a fantastic job. Um, the owner of the business showed me the back end and they've got some real fantastic technology and they've just got also a really great reputation. Um, the other thing is, if you go to the show notes, there will be a banner, and you click that banner, you'll be taken to their website, and they're offering to all the WP Tonic tribe a great special offer of 30%, and that's the lifetime of the plan that you choose for yourself or for your clients. It's an exclusive offer for WP Tonic, and it's a fantastic offer. I highly recommend that you should take it out. Um, on to the next story. Um, Boeing company test Tesla tunnel system in Las Vegas. Have you tried it ever? What do you think of this one ever? I haven't tried it yet. I've seen it. Oh, you um, haven't been in the tunnel, Heather? No, 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 no. Uh, but I, I've, I've been down there. I've seen the tunnel. Um, and uh, I actually have a Tesla on order. Uh, 
So I'm excited mm. for that to be delivered. Um, they are, uh, they're all delayed right now. Um, the, the Model oh. S's and X's are, are delayed a bit. Um, but on June 3rd, they should be, they're having Tesla day. Um, so they're delivering a lot of them. Hopefully mine will be in the batch right after Ooh. that. Anyway, uh, so this tunnel in Vegas is, is underground. Um, it's connecting uh, a lot of the hotels to the convention center and the airport. Um, so that should save a lot of traffic. So tell uh, for the listeners and viewers that don't know anything about this, can you give us a brief outline? What is the tunnel? Yeah. So, I mean, it's an underground uh, disco light colored uh, tunnel that uh, Teslas are running autonomously. Uh, I mean, they will be running autonomously right now. They're in test mode. So they, they have a, a driver uh, going in there, but um, it's, uh, two one-way tunnels uh, that that there is a loop underneath Las Vegas that are connecting the airport to the convention center to the major hotels like the Wynn, Resorts World, Circus Circus, um, like everything that would generally go to the convention center um, underground so that people uh, won't need to uh, walk uh, or or congest traffic during conventions because we have like whenever there's a major convention like CES here or World of Concrete or any which of is like all the time yeah I mean and and World of Concrete is actually next month and so that's like the big uh, test for this like the first one um, it, it, we have like 150 thousand people uh, that come into the city overnight and. Um, it's, I mean, just like Memorial Day weekend right now, we have 150,000 people that just came into the city overnight and um, it can get congested uh, right on the strip area around the convention center. Like there's a big block of hotels there. So uh, this can handle uh, up to 4,000 people an hour um, within the cars. Like each car can take uh, up to four passengers and uh, yeah. And it, it just each each one and people are like, well, what happens if a car breaks down in the tunnel? Well, there's little break offs for them to go, but it's little one car tunnels each going in. It's so it's not people. so these cars. I just want to clarify: it's not that you you drive your own car. No. You go in and you and then you go into this car that they provide, and, and it drives all, you. All oh, right. In Las right. Vegas, so, the yeah, car instead of, drives you. <laughs> yes. In, 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 instead of, you know, calling a taxi you or, or getting on a bus, you get on one of these little cars yeah. and go through the tunnel, which it probably, you know, I mean, it sounds like it could be really useful because I don't, you know, dri driving in Las Vegas during a convention is not anybody's idea of a good time. Mm. Um, <clears throat> uh, I do think, like, you have to have a quirky sense of humor or be utterly oblivious to <clears throat> name something the boring company. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at least Jonathan can 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 probably pronounce that. Yeah, I can pronounce uh, that. And, and I think on. and I I think any any company that that's coming up with a name should give it the Jonathan test because <laughs> you know if Jonathan can't pronounce your name, there's probably a whole bunch of other people who also can't, and that's going to be bad for your brand identity. Yeah. Uh, 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 apparently, the original conception of this was way more space age. Uh, uh, it, it seems like this could work, uh, although again, it's kind of like okay, so now we're gonna you know. Uh, have a lot of money spent on 
uh, uh, you know, setting up the technology and, you know, a, a lot of people who are uh, Uber drivers or taxi drivers or something not getting work in that situation. I think there's so many people who come to Las Vegas, the taxi drivers are not going to be out of a job. But uh, <clears throat> you, you wonder a little about that aspect of these things. Isn't it just what we've had for over 150 years? Uh, like a tube, you mean? Like yes, a tube, there, right? So, uh, what, so uh, there I, is a tiny little sort of tram <laughs> thingy in, in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, you know, Americans used to have an impressive system of railroads, a lot of local rail, a lot of ways to get around, and there was a huge push to tear all that stuff up and get rid of it when the freeways were built. Uh, It was political and and financially motivated. So before I move it over to um, Spencer or Andrew, Heather, is this linked at all to the other um, thing that um, they were talking about, which is this um, putting car Teslas on a, in the vacuum and then, Shooting. No, that's that's the Hyperloop, and those that's not Tesla's. Uh, So a Hyperloop is is um, uh, yeah, those are pods that are like inside of a vacuum tube kind of thing. Like it, it's been testing that near Las Vegas. Yeah, that's also in Vegas, and that's owned by Richard Branson. Oh, is so, it? Oh. Yeah. 51% owned by, he only, he only ever owns 51% of right. anything. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and does very um, well by it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've run into him a couple times, uh, like for, for meetings on the, the Hyperloop uh, in town. Like he's, he's well, very keep, uh, interesting. Keep your purse very close to you, Heather, if you're near him. Uh, um, that's all I've got to say. Uh, so what do you reckon about this, Spencer? What, what do you reckon about this one? I mean, I think it's cool because uh, it's really just taking advantage of what they've already put in place to kind of use it for, I think, more publicity and marketing. I mean, it's obviously fairly fairly impractical to have people in large volumes get into four passenger cars on a tiny tunnel with no escape hatch. But to get the idea stimulating uh, people's minds and marketing. Well, I mean, you know, because they said it only is big enough to really fit us maybe an S. I don't know if an X will fit in there and a van or a special vehicle would be better. No, but the X's they're, are in there. Yeah, like, they're using the like the test tunnel as a great way to get publicity, which Elon Musk is terrific at, even though he's not trying to be a marketer. He really knows what he's doing because this gets a lot of attention and gets people thinking like, oh, look at that. I want to I want to see that tunnel thing. I can go across Las Vegas in four seconds on instead of, you know, waiting on the I was in Vegas before the pandemic happened and. I, I love that all the sidewalks are elevated and I love that they've got the transport, but now that it stops in a couple extra places, it's almost as slow as being in traffic used to be. And I love walking, but when it's 180 degrees with even the low humidity, you know, it's, you just got to stay inside the casinos. You can't really honestly walk anywhere outside. I, I, that's what the casinos want, hon. Yeah. So it's a clever way to use what's already there. And it's also, I mean, there's another technology we're not talking about, but I see as a great likely future. The the electric-based quadrocopters, basically, the electric, you know, hovering vehicles that are scaled up from the, you know, the toys and the drones. They're about 10 companies now in late stage of actual testing, especially the Chinese company as well, that you will see, I guarantee you, in a couple of years, just fleets of these things going between point A and point B autonomously. 
it's the same concept except not in a tunnel. But that is potentially a way to solve a lot of these normal traffic problems of, let's call it honestly, morons in cars. You know, regular street traffic is horrible. All right, then. I'm going to let the panel decide this. Are we are, are we going to move on to story six, or should I ditch it and go into um, Spencer's our webinar? And should I should we discuss six, or shall we move on? It's almost nine thirty, and it, yeah. if we start talking about it, we won't we get out. Get we, no, yeah, we won't. So this, and I think it's kind of out of our bailiwick. Um, well, the reason why I think I think it's the biggest story of the year, but I think we have to find another time to discuss it. Uh, um, and it is around technology no, in some ways. Nobody knows the topic we're talking about. No, it's not, well, we're not going to even mention it. There's no point in even mentioning it. No, yes. If yes. I mention it, we end up talking. Let's hear about Spencer's webinar. Right. Yeah, right. So um, we're doing a webinar on the 11th of June. That's Friday, the 11th of June at 10.30 a.m. It's a, it's a series of free webinars that I've been doing with Spencer. And it's all been around marketing automation and using the power of WordPress to do that. I'm going to throw it over to Spencer and he can give us more info about about the webinars and what we're going to be discussing on the 11th. Over to you. Spencer. Yeah, I'll be in Las Vegas at the tunnel, broadcasting back and forth and, and uh, seeing if I can take from, from, to that. Yeah, you might have a little trouble broadcasting from the Tesla in the tunnel. Your Wi-Fi is probably going to be crappy. I'm sure, I'm sure the Teslas relay the I'm Wi-Fi, sure right? That. I'm sure they have I'm figured sure, that out. Sure that's how, that's how you're going to get rescued from the tunnel. If one of those Teslas breaks down in the middle, it's going to be stuck like a cork in a straw. You know, they're gonna have why is to. why is this different from any other tunnel anybody drives through? I mean, I you know, we've got millions of people lane. a day going going through the uh, uh, going through the. They, they all have escape lanes and and the uh, rescue portals and stuff. At least when you drive under the bay, that's what they tell me. That's what at least made me feel comfortable going under the bay in the tunnel. Hey, Andrew, but, what's, what's, what's doing the, what's a webinar the, at all? Uh, Andrew, <laughs> what's, what's the name of that tunnel in Europe? Where's the, the tunnel? tunnel. That tunnel, that tunnel, that tunnel. Um, what in tunnel. Switzerland? Yes. Yeah, that one. Um, Basel. Oh, that one. Basel. Yeah, I've, driv- yeah, I've driven through that. That was yeah, worrying. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I have a problem in the tunnel where the the trucks would have like a petrol on in their things and get stuck and blow up. And anyway, all right. So the webinar is through through, through uh, the tunnel. It's the Katzenberg Tunnel, and yeah, it takes it. you through um, to. I drove to Italy through it. So I drove from yeah. from the south, from, from North France, all the way into Italy through that tunnel. It, it's worrying, though. Back, back over to Spencer. Go on, Spencer. I would love to go to Europe this summer, but it's just not going to be normal enough to go. I don't think. Um, so what we're going to do, uh, what was the date again in June? Belching Tunnel. Belching Tunnel. It's the 11th of June. Spencer. 11th. We're going to have the third part of this three-part series. The other two parts were April and May. And we've already shown how to identify your stack of plugins for a modern membership site with marketing automation, how to configure it. And this time we're going to talk about how to use it with some of the latest strategies that involve not necessarily sending people who give you an email, 65 follow-up drip nurturing emails, but instead using your website and the, its, its ability to track people, believe it or not, without flock um, and with their permission so that you can adjust their experience to give them immediate satisfaction, lower their 
impatience with having to find stuff and other, overall giving a better experience, which is good for both of you. And if you're interested how that works, this is worth coming because live you can ask questions. It's very short because John and I are very old and have very low attention spans. And um, when it's done, it'll be there for you to you know use as a review and whatnot. You do want to give an email, so I, I won't spam you, but I will send you the actual link to the live event or to the recording, which could be convenient if you want to show. That's great. Thank you, Spencer. So let, let's go on to recommendations. Mine is, is, a, is a platform called um, Netify. Netify. Uh, um, I gave it a quick look over. It, it enables you, if you're looking at WordPress or any kind of a development environment, to get it up and running and offers a number of um, tools for testing it. And it, it looked pretty funky. I'm, uh, I'm only provisionally looked at it. Um, I'm going to look at it they, a bit I more. I think they sponsor the um, Shop Talk show. Yeah, uh, I think I've, you're right. I've heard, I've heard about them quite a bit. Uh, yeah, it looked pretty good, actually, and especially um, if you're in a team and you're looking um, to have a modern development environment. It um, it looked pretty nifty. Um so, Heather, have you got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I've got an upcoming webinar on um, hybrid workshops. So like any of you that uh, do workshops uh, or are trying to go back into figuring out how to to run events, um, like that, that's I, I just got off the back of running um, three weeks worth of events uh, in a hybrid style with my team. Um, and so I'm doing a, an informational uh, webinar on, on how to run a hybrid event. Um, and uh, that's on June 18th. Uh, so anyone that uh, is an organizer, event organizer, workshop facilitator, mm -hmm. anything like that, that's interested in, in uh, learning about that, uh, uh, we will have the link for you. Yeah, make sure the link's in Slack panel, and then I'll make sure they're in the show notes. So, Sally, have you got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? I do. Uh, I have not had a chance to try this, but I uh, looked at it, and uh, uh, it, I think it could be really useful for a number of cases where my uh, perverted preferred events plugin is kind of overkill. This is the Gravity Forms calendar from Gravity View. You do not have to have Gravity View uh, to use it, although Gravity View is pretty awesome if you uh, want people to be able to visualize your forms. So basically, this takes the uh, form entry information and displays it as a calendar, uh, like pretty basic uh, views. Um, and uh, it seems like a, a relatively straightforward way of doing community stuff or possibly because they also have this really nice um, make this this really nice uh, import entries tool for Gravity Forms. So you can import anything from a CSV into your forms. Uh, uh, so I'm uh, going to look that uh, look into that further. Um, and I have put the link into the chat here and into the Slack. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. Spencer, have you got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Uh, yes, filed under the category of right tool for the right job is Stripe just announced the tool called Payment Links. Create a link, sell anywhere. 
Now, as a person who is extensively embedded in using WooCommerce, I find this fascinating because there's probably going to be more from me in this subject area of when and where this would be the right tool for the right job. It's the perfect kind of tool if you just want to have immediately a reliable way to set up one-timer subscription payments, track the customers, do lots of stuff. And it can connect to other stuff, but you have to do it via webhooks or through a third-party connectivity tool like Integromat or Zapier. But I compare it to whether you need or want to set up a WooCommerce site because there's a ton of reasons you might want one or the other, and they're really compelling. I mean, I will say this is something that's long overdue. Stripe has had this amazing gateway for so long, but they've been really, really careful, and I like that, to release you know their own tools. Um, this is a tool that is like Gumroad, but built into Stripe. So you can like immediately do a lot of stuff, but you need to know whether and when to use that. So we're going to be talking about that at WP Launchify for businesses who haven't thought through this and their marketing automation. So it's a really cool thing, and it's free if you've otherwise used Stripe. Oh, great. I'll have a look at that. Brilliant. It's a great idea. Yeah. Andrew, have you got anything you want to recommend to the uh, listeners yeah. and viewers? Cloud, cloudconvert.com. Um for convert, I've been doing a lot of voiceovers lately because I've got a great voice, evidently. But um, so you know, I'm doing. Well, at least you could pronounce. At least you could pronounce the sponsors. I can pronounce names. Convicio and Castos and Jonathan Castos. Denwood. You know. Yeah, there you um, go. But the point is, is that it, it, I use this every single day and love it, and it's free. I'm one of those horrible people that use free tools every day. I love it. Cloud I, don't, I don't know how you can live I, 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 didn't catch, I didn't catch the name or the link, sorry. It's uh it's well it's in the in Slack, but it's cloudconvert.com. And what does it do again? Andrew? It just converts audio oh, files. So any kind of different audio file, WAVs, AFs, whatever, MP3s, oh, yeah. does does them in the reverse, does whatever, and it's just really useful. Yeah. So, so um I'm just intrigued. What are you doing for grid pan up? And are, uh, you there, yeah. are you there the public face now or there uh, well I'm, I'm sort of, because i'm in europe and uh you know they they kind of didn't have any representation in europe and also i'm a grid pain user and i've been an advocate for about a year um so uh, patrick and the team there just felt it was it was right that i joined them properly so you know i work for grid grid pain now i still have my own interest yeah. in my other business and everything but grid pain is is uh you know i love it it's a great management system there's other systems out there obviously as we know um but i love it for managing wordpress you know we've got five, i've got 500 websites under management so grid pain helps me helps what me is that click pan grid pain oh grid pain yeah grid pain okay. grid they're, they're, and they're great people as well yeah. you know and they're really helpful to support so i'm going to be helping in uh an awful lot of areas you know from community through to support through yes. to representation etc uh, etc et and if you want to list know more about grid pain they've been on the show about four months ago just do a search on the wp tonic website and you will find that great interview uh um, i'm gonna let the panel um so panel spencer what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to <clears throat> Come to launchflows.com and use the coupon code WPTonicRocks and get 25% off your lifetime bundle, wow. specially priced, based on the advice of Andrew Palmer. Yeah. Oh, well, there, there, well done. There, 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 I appreciate it. 
Yeah. Uh, Andrew, if you got anything you want to, uh, what's the best way to find well, out? Well, now about you'll you? find me mostly in the, a WordPress group called Self Managed WordPress by Grid Pain. So you look in that in, in Facebook, but you can get me at Arnie Palmer on Twitter and, uh, you know, just Google me. You'll find me. Yeah. Sally, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Uh, I am at Sally Getch on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, hey, Basically, if you can spell my name, you will be able to find me. Uh, if you can't spell my name, look for WP Fangirl because you will probably find me with that also. And Heather, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to? I am Heather L everywhere on the internet. And uh, if you look for Heather Wild, you will find me online. And thank you, panel. I think it's been a great show. I've taken a load of abuse, but that's what I'm here for. And I'll see you soon, (laughs) listeners and viewers. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.